Sporting Goss with Tim Gossage. Entertainment. It is Sporting Goss on this glorious Tuesday. Currently 21 degrees, heading for a top of 23. Does turn a little nasty tomorrow. We'll get a bit of rain and 20, and then some more rain on Thursday, 19. But the anticipated big showers are not coming, they say, over the next couple of days. So it's not going to be too bad. Big show coming up in a moment. Willie Rioli breaks his silence. You'll hear him first here on Sporting Goss. Plenty to get through. A couple of shock retirements. A Richmond Premiership player has called it quits. His last game will be this week, 155 games. As you heard there with Alex, Levi Casbolt told no more contract from Carlton. Interesting Carlton making all these decisions on Eddie Betts and Levi Casbolt. Yet they don't have a coach for next year. Well, at the moment, it's David Teague. But you would think that's not going to happen. So who's making the decisions behind the scenes to work out what they need going forward? We'll hear from Eddie Betts. He addressed his playing group last night. There was a bit of a get-together as well. Eddie Betts, we'll hear from him. So Willie Rioli, not too far away. Also on the show, we'll chat with Shane Nelson. Tyson Beatty will come in and talk about things, all things American sport with Star Spangled Banter. And by popular demand, Mickey Collis, the poet to the stars. He's got a book out. And he was a, he came in during the Olympic coverage and he's going to rejoin us in the studio here today. It is a very, very busy show. And the best part about it is you've always got contact with us, 13 12 55 or text 0487 736 The important thing is you do have that mobile text number in your phone because I'll explain to you shortly as I welcome the producer to the stars here in SENWA, Special K, Chris Clefunas. Good morning. Good morning, Goss. You've been busy out there. Yeah. Why have you got a bean in a long sleeve jumper on and the air conditioning to 25 degrees today? <laughs> it is currently 21.7 here. It is warm in this studio. It is warm in this building mm. and you are dressed like it's the middle of winter. It's a very light jumper. The beanies. No need for a jumper, mate. I own, I own two jumpers. And you know I only own two a jumper. That's very true. I don't wear beanies. No. I gave my... Uh, the beanies for fashion. Oh, it's fashion, is mm. it? Oh, really? Yeah. Mate. It looks good. I'd be working on a whole lot of other elements <laughs> if I was you, <laughs> not the beanie fashion. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's not working for me, but I'm trying to make it well, work. It doesn't need to because you're a taken man, so who are you trying to impress? That's a good point. Yeah, very good, good point. point. Hey, big show today. You've been very busy today. I've been, yeah, here since... Uh, <laughs> yes, till when? Seven o'clock. Probably got in pretty early. Six o'clock. Oh, six now. Yeah, five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go home from yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, putting it, putting it all together because there's a lot going on, a yep. lot that we've heard from around the country. Yep. Highlight, though, was the test match last night, England and India. What extraordinary scenes. India just absolutely dominating. Justin Lang would be licking his lips. Hey. Oh, can't wait hey. for the ashes. Hey, bring it on. Get some job security. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it forward. Yeah. So um, that was that was wild. We'll hear um, the highlights because, of course, we did hear it on SEN yeah. last night. So we'll get some of the best bits of that. And Shane Warne spoke on Baz and Izzy what? over on SENZ this morning. He's 10-7. Uh, he, uh, he, so he is, does bits and pieces around uh, the SEN network. But I, I thought he was really good mates with Gilly, right? Hey, take. Beep, beep. Yeah, let's, let's beep, back it up. Beep, beep. 
He's on S N Z with with Baz and Izzy. That's right. But he's ten seven, and yeah. and 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 not Gilly. Yeah, that's right. I thought Gilly'd been promising him for a Friday focus for months now. He's knocked him back, knocked him back. Said, "No, I haven't got time, Gilly." You've been in isolation. <laughs> you got COVID. Who knows what he does in isolation? <laughs> I don't want to know. Very good point. Well, okay. he, he gave his view on the uh, England-India yep. game as well, so looking forward to hearing from him because that was big yep. last night. Uh, a queuing up uh, on uh, Twitter for uh, Mark McGowan. Everyone's cracking him now because he's playing a little bit of a hardball. He's just playing the game. Everyone said they're all chiming in now saying that, oh, oh if he doesn't want it, Send it to Tassie. Send it to Queensland again. Give yeah. it to South Australia. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, look, how, how are you seeing this? Because he's, well, some people I've seen, I think it was um, it was your mate who said he shot himself in the foot. Uh, Katie Price said on Twitter, Did she? Mark's shot himself in the foot here. Well, Clay Gollidge. Good morning, Katie. Uh, yeah, yeah, she chimed in there too. Clay Gollidge says, with the NT outbreak of one case, WA is now freely open only to Tasmania. We truly are becoming a hermit kingdom. And Katie's chimed in, the most isolated city in the world in every way. I'm sorry to those uh, Clay Gollidge, may I say, said, um, don't, don't, when it first broke, well, just under two years ago. Yeah. It, it'll be all right. It's no big deal. Yeah. Well, Clay, please. Yeah. Miss uh, the well, mark on that one. Uh, yeah, Clay, I just, uh, you're a good fella, but uh, I'd be back in the truck up there. And as for Katie chiming in, who's a lifelong friend of mine and a, a wonderful person, she's frustrated because she's a West Australian. She got her, has got her mum here. But Katie, your life is in Melbourne. Mm. And I would be saying to your Melbourneian friends, first and foremost, crack in on them and their behaviours and go into pubs and having a pub crawl at a Richmond pub and your mate Dion Prestia <laughs> and a few others. Come on, Dion. Get your act into gear on the East Coast and then... You were more than welcome to come here. Wasn't Dion just uh, going to get some groceries? Apparently going to get some food, food okay. from the pub, which just so happens to be his local, yeah. where his housemates live, were having a beer. And shock, horror, come and have a photo with your <laughs> mates, Dion. <laughs> Golly. Uh, Golly. Anyway, look, look, it's just an emotional time. And, you know, I, I can understand the frustration of everyone over there and they want to get back and they've got family members back here. And I do believe there should be some exemptions. I do believe. But – um. Yes. First and foremost, just get the AFL grand final. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Gut feel, we'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Ah, hundred percent. I'm wavering at ninety-eight percent. Don't waver, mate. Okay. We've got it. Don't waver. Lock it in. Don't lock it in. Lock any. it in. Buy your tickets. You'll be guilty. Here we go. Big <laughs> Frio versus. No, it won't be Frio. Don't Frio get grand final. <laughs> We're gonna be we got nothing going on here in the finals. That's good. That's what makes it even better. Hey, um, we're gonna hear from Willie Rioli. He has spoken. We're yes. gonna hear from him. We're gonna hear from Eddie Betts as well. Uh but we did this last week and got an overwhelming response, and Huge. we are gonna do it again. It's time to get our teeth into a bit of money. Here comes the money. Here we yeah. go. Money talks. It Here does. Money. It does. <laughs> Wow. Dollar, dollar. Timmy G, that's me, mm. went to my local news agent and said, I need the winning ticket for tonight's $10 million Goss Lotto draw. Yeah. It's not Goss Lotto and it's not Oz Lotto. It's Goss Lotto. Goss Lotto. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Goss Lemmy Lotto. Goss <laughs> Lemmy. You can get that from the Shetton Park Kebab Shop too. Oh, you're guilty. Oh, they're Goss Lemmy. They do a good one, don't oh, they? Oh, do they ever. Everything good. The meat box. <laughs> anyway, I've got the ticket. 
and I've already got the numbers. And if you want to be in the syndicate, you know how it plays because we did this last week and uh, we were overwhelmed. There's only 30 spots up for grabs. In fact, there's 29. Up 29. 29. Not 28. I don't get one. Mick, does Mick Collis get one coming in in a moment? No, no unless Mickey. he texts in. Go, okay. uh, Mick Collis is going to join us shortly. I'm going to come into the studio and do a bit of uh, radio uh, airtime. 0487 736 736. Now, management said to us, what are the legalities of buying a lotto ticket and asking for people to come on? Mm. There are no legalities. This That's is, good to hear. The, the Goss Lotto. Wild West. Goss Lotto has been a part of the SEN Spirit family, which is now Lucky Lotto with Dave and Julie Rogers down there at uh, Eaton Fair. Um, they've been behind it for 12 months yesterday. Hey. We started on air, Nay and myself, down in SEN Spirit 12 months ago yesterday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Um, I only lasted seven months, but that's <laughs> But Goss Lotto is regurgitated on Sporting Goss and Lucky Lotto is already still Easy money. That's right. Yeah, on Sporting Goss. That is right, on Sporting Goss. <laughs> right. And our numbers are 1811, 18, 28, 36, 41, 42, 43, running numbers at the end, which is very important. Mm. If you wish to be in the syndicate and the ticket has been purchased by yours truly, so it is my syndicate, SEN takes no responsibility for any disputes. The disputes will be settled by myself and my producer, Chris Clafunas, mm-hmm. and they will be the numbers given to us via text only and received in the next one hour and 48 minutes. Okay. Anthony of Meriden wants Tony. to play. I wonder if he goes by Tony. Surely. Because my brother's Anthony. He goes yeah. by Tony. Tony. Tony and John of Del Yellup listening on the Spirit Network. Nice. I'd say Anthony's listening on the app. 0487 736 736. It's free to play. I've got the ticket. And anything more than $500 we divide amongst the masses. Anything less goes to the charity of choice, which will be Cyclone Saroja Charity done by the AFL Rams, which is a big function tonight. Yes. So if we win anything less than 500, that money will go straight to them. Anything more than 500 goes broken up amongst Split the winners. Up. Correct. Uh, someone says, yes, please, Goss, with a smiley emoji. Um, you need to have a name and where you're listening from. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? Stand up and yes, be counted. <laughs> anyway. Ray uh, of Glen Iris. Steve McMeekin. He says, Goz Lotto, show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Deborah from Bunbury listening on SEN Spirit. Yeah. Have we ever got a big network down there? It's huge. Massive down huge. there. We own Bunbury. <laughs> we are Bunbury. <laughs> yeah. 0487 736 736. Mike from Palmyra. Mikey. Mikey. Good man. Morning, Goss, and Special K. That's the way, Mikey. <laughs> You're guilty. So, get behind him. <laughs> I'm in Goss Lotto. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Mm. This is what he said. All right. Morning, Goss, and Special K. I'm in Goss Lotto, please. Well, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's I like how, that. That's, Confidence. That's not how it rolls, Mike Pally. <laughs> You've got to say, can I go in Goss Lotto, please, and Frio in the grand final. Mike. You need <laughs> to have a mind. good lie down. Right? <laughs> you need to have a good lie down. Tractors in Spearwood wants to be in Goslotto. Track. Put on your mind. All righty. That's go. the world's biggest promo for uh, a segment. <laughs> That's massive. Goslotto. Are you going? 
Uh, yeah, we've got to get to Mickey Collis. Got to hear from Willie Rioli as well. Yep, yep. I when, think because uh, when are we hearing from him? Ready to go? I think he's ready. <laughs> is he? I've, I've asked Pato to, to let me know. Is there we go. Okay, and there it is. Him, him How long does this go for? Four minutes. Hello. Four. Willie Rioli or Eddie Betts? Uh, Willie. Fourteen past ten. Willie Rioli has spoken to the West Coast Eagles about his imminent return. Will it be in the game against Brisbane or will it be against Peel in the Waffle? Not too sure just yet. But here he is speaking about his return to playing at the West Coast Eagles. So Willie, this is this has been a long time coming. Yeah, it has. Um, it's been a been a long, long, hard you know journey back. But um, you know, I'm grateful, grateful for it. So how did you feel, Willie, when you're in isolation and just waiting for the outcome of, of the investigation? Yeah, it was uh, mentally challenging. Um, you know, lucky enough, I had great family support back home that helped pass the time. I guess, you know, waiting for the outcome was the hardest part, but, you know, um, not knowing what my future was looking like. How important was it to have the uh, support of the club? Yeah, really, really important. You know, lucky enough to have, you know, Peter Staples, Chance Bateman, who was at the club at the time, and Jamie Brunel, who got who come up to Darwin and, you know, to, to visit me, and they kind of kept my dream alive of, of playing AFL football again. And, um, you know, also everyone around the club who, you know, who stuck by me and, you know, who believed in me, so. When you first came back into the club in June, how were you feeling about that? Yeah, I had, um, I had a bit of mixed emotions about it. Um, I um, learned to take things as it comes, so um, yeah, just, just excited for the next chapter of my journey. It was good to, to come back and um, yeah, do what I love doing, and that, that's play footy, and um, yeah. So when you did come back, what reaction did you get from your teammates? No, they were really, really welcoming and, you know, provided me with great support. Um, and yeah, it was just good to be back in the club environment. So Willie, does this place feel like home to you? Yeah, um, I guess there's a few of the boys I've become really close to and who are like family to me now. And um, I guess the club is kind of like a sanctuary and a safe place, you know, for me. So, um, yeah, it feels like home. This two-month block of training, basically a short pre-season, uh, has that got you ready to play? Yeah, um, lucky enough I, you know, kind of kept training back home to, to get me prepared for the training block down here and, um, yeah, I feel like my body's, body's ready to go. For the 22 months that you were away from the club, uh, what sort of training did you do? <laughs> did a did a lot of training, um, a lot of fishing, hunting. Um, I found employment back home, and um, yeah, did a lot of the off-season running running programs that we you know saved along the way. And um, yeah, lucky we have a little small gym back home that I got to use for my strength training. Also, so. You had that one game of scrimmage at Caulfield Grammar when we were in a bit of a quarantine bubble. How did the body pull up after that? Yeah, um, I guess I was a bit sore afterwards, but um, no, it was really good to get out and you know have a kick around with the boys and you know a lot of the boys that I never got to play with or um, like a lot of the younger boys and got to see their strength they bring on the footy field and yeah, it was yeah really good. First game back. Um, will you be 
a little bit nervous about that one? Yeah, I get, you know, lucky enough I get nervous every game, but um, I guess this will be more of a relief for me. Um, it'll be probably surreal, yeah, surreal to me also. So Willie, how much will it mean to you to actually run out and play the game again? Uh, it'll mean a lot, um, not only to me, but, you know, to my family who's been there through these hard times with me. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll mean the world. Ah, welcome back. 23 after 10, Sporting Goss. The calls are coming through thick and fast. Dan from Joondalup, apologise if I'm early. You can't be early. Goss Lotto's up and running, Dan. You're in the syndicate. Just a reminder, if you want to be in the Goss Lotto syndicate, 0487 736 736. As I say hello to poet extraordinaire, um, guest speaker extraordinaire, Sudoku champion and bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Mick. Hello, Goss. Good to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Good to see you dressed up for the occasion, yeah. wearing your, uh, your your thongs today. You yeah. sort of, you've gone from the uh, well, it's summer the, now. The penthouse of the outhouse. <laughs> it's summer. Uh, you were in Tassie. Yeah, went across on Friday. So how does that work? Uh, so we can go to Tasmania, yeah, yeah. which is good. It's the only place we can go. So I went across <laughs> there on Friday night. Flew direct to Hobart. Spoke on Saturday night and flew home Sunday. What's it like, Dan? Well, did you get a chance to walk oh, did, the streets? I had a bit of time. So Hobart's beautiful. Have you yeah. been down there? Yeah, a long time ago. Just the waterfront's fantastic. Yeah. Great little bar. Beautiful. The architecture's just fantastic. It's all that old convict buildings. Yeah. And then I went up Mount Wellington, the big mountain behind it, and uh, and then went- How'd you get up there? Just, yeah, hired a car, went up there. And then I had a mate who lives down way down near Randall Bay, which is about an hour and a bit down. So I drove down through the Huon Valley and- Mate, it's, it's beautiful. I can see. Yeah, uh, covered some caves were there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't leave the hotel room when I go to Well, place. normally I, I go in like you, do the thing and come out the next day. But yeah. because the direct flights, because I couldn't go via Melbourne. Yeah, of course. So you, I was, Imagine I got, that. Imagine getting diverted. Yeah, without it. <laughs> Imagine getting diverted to Melbourne. That wouldn't have been good. That's not good, is it? No. So I was, I was because I had an extra bit of time, I had to, basically two full days on the Friday night. Yeah. So I had a feed my mate on the Friday and then he had a bit of time to look around, which I never do. And it was, um, mate, I'd love to just hire one of those RVs and drive around for yeah. a, a week or so. Yeah, a few people have done that. It's really good, have. really nice. Um, what did you make of uh, of life in general over the last couple of weeks? Um, your bride is back from the Olympics. She's back. Where's so she? She's in the Novotel and I just got her to download the SEN app so to make sure she looked to look at And she said, oh, no, I can't be bothered. And I said, you're you in quarantine you... with nothing to do. <laughs> Be bothered. I said, download the app. So she said, all right, she'll download it, but she's not going to listen to all of it. Because she's not very supportive of me, Tim. So cheerio, Sharon. But Sharon, when you were over there, you were a household name <laughs> for one of the most understated, underrated, overexposed positions <laughs> in the Olympic Games. And we, you got your I know. huge pump up. Huge pump up. Yep. So she's... Um, yeah, she's so she's trying. She's trying to show some <laughs> hey, enthusiasm towards her husband. She's very trying. Yeah, Beck is on the app. She wants to go in Goss Lotto. Good on you, Beck. Wherever you are, zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, Mick, uh, this uh, this is your wheelhouse, and we're going to talk about all things sport. If anyone wants to give us a call, thirteen twelve fifty five. It's twenty seven past ten. We still can't win at Eden Park, and we're talking rugby at the Wallabies. Um, Mick, you are a rugby. Aficionado, it's your sport. You love it. They're coming here. It's a disaster. <laughs> well, that's they yeah. are a disaster of a national team. They're not, they're not good at the moment. Um, but like, I mean, the first test. So the Bledisloe. I mean, you got to remember we're playing. It's, well, they're the second best team in the world at the moment. The Springboks are the the best team in the world on the rankings, and we have to play the second best or best team in the world a lot. So it's a pretty tough marker. If we were playing. 
Japan every second week, well, we'd be superstars, but we're not. So, <laughs> and the whole, I mean, Eden Park, yeah, it's been since 1986 since we've won there. That's but, bizarre. But the first test, like there was only something like six points in that first test or eight points, and we missed five shots at goal. So if you get those goals, if you get three of those, we've won that first test. So everyone's happy again, but we didn't. And then the second week, they've come out and put on 57 points to 22 to score a record score against us. And that, I mean, the, to beat the All Blacks, they've got to play bad and Australia's got to play good. And on that first test, Australia played bad, but we didn't play well enough. Second game, they came out and just played well. And we couldn't, we couldn't stop them. And, and, you know, we had a couple of our young guys saying that oh, the, the aura has gone off them a little bit. And apparently they stick this stuff in the dressing room. And you just don't. That's the red rag to a bull with those blokes. And towards the, the back end, they're up by 50 to 22. In rugby, when the, when the clock runs out, the game continues until there's a stoppage in play. So I can go for another you know, four or five minutes. Australia had the ball. Australia tried to score to get some, um, some pride. They've kicked it. And in the, instead of the All Blacks just kicking it out because they're up by 50 to 22, They've just thought, oh, no, we're going to keep playing here. So they just kept playing and ended up scoring another try, converted try, 57-22. So they were, that was a real show of me of just for them to say, get back in your box, Wallabies, because you're just not, you're not there yet. See, that's the thing in basketball. When you're a long way in front, you just get the ball and you just bounce it. And if it's under the shot clock allowance time, you just bounce it till the clock runs out. Yeah, not these guys. Wow. They just thought. It's harsh. No, See, so they come here. But the good thing about here, they've never won here at Optus Stadium. And their average losing margin at Optus is 21 points. Yeah, but that's because the series has been over every time. So well, they so come over here and it's a been, holiday. It's only been one game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that it? <laughs> oh, was that? Was that the only yeah, It's the only game. And, and they only had 14 men because one got kicked, one got sent off. So that's the only way we can beat them <laughs> is, is if they play badly, they get a bloke sent off. It's 30 degrees and, um, and we can sneak a second man out there. Uh, do you think it detracts from the spectacle that we can't win the Bledisloe Cup? Or do you think, you know, Australian pride and the, the Kiwi family, and there's plenty of them that live here in Western Australia? I think, well, I think every game that they win is a game closer to them losing. And they, they will eventually lose the Bledisloe Cup. And, and I think people, we, we're very optimistic and we live in hope. And I think if we can if we can win here, and you know, I mean, it's, it's a different environment for them. They're all here now. They've got the two weeks of uh, so the Kiwis are already here. Yeah, and the Wallabies. And the Wallabies here, here too. Down at Cottesloe, oh, sort okay. of swanning around down there. So they're yeah, here, right. they're here for at least that two weeks, and then they're talking about having the rugby championships yep. here. There's talk of a couple of double headers. So they they might be here for a couple of months. Okay. And so, but if we give them a couple of weeks here to acclimatise and get used to it, that sort of flying advantage for them for a long trip from Auckland to come here to a bit of a hostile environment. It, it makes it a bit hard, but if they've had two weeks, that, it could be trouble for us. Sudoku legend Mick Collis is in the studio. He will stay with us right through to 11 o'clock. We've got news to get away right now. Uh, Leon from Greenwood. Hello, Goss. Can I get in Goz Lotto? Because Goz Lotto, there's a Goz Lotto. It's Oz Lotto, but it's Goz Lotto, Goz Lotto tonight. I do like that. Yeah, it was Goss Lotto, but it's now Goz Lotto because it's Oz Lotto. Oh, right. Do you see? Right. So it's Sporting Goss, yep. but it's today because Goz. it's Goss. Right. Like Goss LeMay. Sporting Goss. Yes. <laughs> nice. And we've bought the ticket, Mick. And oh, people, people can just text in okay. where they're listening and they're in the syndicate. There's only 30 spots up for grabs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's free, Mick. That's good. Apart from a text. Does it cost money to text? No. Oh, you probably, oh. Unless you're not texting from one... Carrier to another. to another. I think, yeah, if it's free in between. <laughs> you know what happened the other day? I know we've got to go to the news. No, I, no, no rush. I went to the shops. Yeah. And, um, went to the shops. Because <laughs> we're getting a bit low at home. And I, <laughs> I very rarely, I've got about a thousand of those 15 cent bags that you've got to buy every time you go to the shops because I never <laughs> remember to take them. But I actually, I took some. I took
took some yesterday. Paper or plastic? The plastic ones. Yeah, another one. And I got the Coles bags, and I went to Woolworths, and I lined up, and the guy in front of me had his own little, you know, green recyclable mm. bags. Good man. And the guy, the checkout bloke, filled his bags up. Oh no! I've gone in, I didn't touch and he him. wouldn't, he wouldn't fill my bags up. So I had, I had to do, I had to do my own. Did he? Did you ask him? No, but I said I've got my own bags. And he just let them sit. And he just, and he just put everything to the end of the thing. And just stood there. So then I just I had to go around the back then. So I had to wow. load everything up. He had it all. And then go in. move the next lot down. And then well. I had to just pack it all, put my own bags. Up. So I don't know whether that was if that's a thing that policy happens or whether that was just because then I watched the next bloke had his own and the guy hooked it up on that little silver oh, thing. Oh no, and, see, no, and packed it. So no. I think he, <laughs> I think he stitched me up. I think Nicole's bag. I, I think you've crossed to the dark side. And he wasn't very happy about it. Twenty-eight to eleven. News is next, and more from Mick Collis and. Uh, Keep the calls coming, 0487-736-736 if you want to be in Gauz Lotto. $10 million draw costs you nothing to play. Thanks, April. April Austin, 26 away from 11. SEN's Sporting Goss on this Tuesday morning. Currently 20.3 degrees, heading for top of 23. It's dropped about a degree since Mickey Collis walked in. A bit frosty. Uh, Mick, Willie Rioli is going to play for the Eagles in the AFL this week against Brisbane. It's been confirmed. It will be 717 days since his last game. That's a fair comeback. That's a big call. It's a big call. For a guy that hasn't played any footy. Yep. To throw him into that. Yeah. And it's also a big call for the dynamics of the footy team as well. Yeah. You know, um, that he's just come back in. He's been there, you know, about six or eight weeks. He's trained, come straight back in, and there's blokes who have done the right thing who have been there in that 717 days, and they yeah. get and they get and they miss out. So would there be resentment? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I don't think there's a lot, you know, not from the, the the general playing group, and they're not going to say anything publicly, but you would get one or two players who think that that spot's theirs and they are going to go down and play in Mandurah while he's over in Brisbane. Because I, I had a mate, this is you know, back in the 90s, who was playing with um, David Campisi in, in rugby, and Campo was playing in Italy, and this mate of mine played for New South Wales while Campo was away, and then Campo's come back, been parachuted back into New South Wales, and my mate got chaffed back to grade. And I said, are you annoyed with Campo? And he said, no, because Campo being away gave him an opportunity that he would not otherwise have got. Mm. So for some of these blokes who've mm. been playing, they've had an opportunity that they wouldn't have got if he was there anyway. Remember Terry Alderman tackled the spectator at the yes. whack and did his shoulder? Yes. Have I told you this story? No, no, no. Okay, well, I'm about to, Mick, so just sit back and get But I remember that incident. Yeah, so he tackled a English supporter and busted his shoulder. Mm. Eventually made a comeback, but he made his comeback in grade cricket with Subiaco Floriot. And it was for the thirds. Yep. So a thirds player had to drop to fourths. Yep. And a fourths player had to go out. Yep. And I was playing fourths. Right. And I'd made 36 not out the previous week. Right. And was dropped. Because of Terry Alderman. Because of Terry Alderman. And Alderman came in to bat in the thirds, and we know that he was a terrible batsman. Yep. And I got pushed down, and a bloke got pushed down further. Out. Never went back. Oh, really? No. Wow. Alan Bolton was the name of the gentleman who dropped me. Yeah, he's okay. a good fella. Yeah. And his daughter, um, Bolton, um, plays for WA. Yep. The, the oh, captain. yeah, yeah. Yep. She, good, good player. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, not that I hold a grudge or anything, but it was uh, <laughs> about, what year 30, was that? about 30 years ago. <laughs> we all move on. Yeah. Uh, love to get involved. Um, wow. Hello. Nick, would you, have you, can you get the te- you got the text here? How do I get text? Have you got them? Hang on. Let me just look at your screen. No, you haven't got them. I'll read it out to you. All right. 
Uh, Michael Woodlands. Hi, Mike. Love to get involved in Gos Lotto if there's still a spot available. Of course, there is. Yes, please. Ray, Ray in Waroon, who's training a horse or two. Good on you, Ray. Pauline Esperance listening on the SEN. Well. Yep, fantastic. <clears throat> Love the show. Can I please join Gos Lotto? Question mark. Sharon Collis. <laughs> Hi, Goss. Love the show. Can I please join Goss Lotto? There you go. Good on her. <laughs> Not only downloaded the app, Michael. That's, yeah. That's but... what quarantine will do. That's, <laughs> that's quarantine for you. So, Sharon, you're in. There you go. The great Olympian. Yep. She's, Sharon is in. She's contributing. She's yep, contributing. She is. And uh, our numbers. I'm just going to find the ticket again. Oh, don't say I lost the ticket. There we go. What have I got here? Have you bought two? Have you yeah, bought... I bought my own one. Right. Because... <laughs> have, you, have you written on that? This is mine. Because I'm going to Monaco tomorrow. <laughs> and so this is my other one. <laughs> this is the this is the Goslotto one. One eight eleven, eighteen, twenty eight, thirty six, and then the running numbers, which is key. Running numbers are key in Lotto. 41, 42, 43. 1811, 18, 28, 36, 41, 42, 43. Goslotto. And how many of those numbers do we need? Uh, just to, well, because it's, because it's a, a systems, you know, if we get sort of five, you get a whole multiple because you get that division times four times yeah, okay. and that division. Uh, it, look, I never know. Oh, look, the bottom line is we've got to get as many as we can get. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not greedy. No. But 10 mil would be good. Yeah, okay. Anything less, I'm, you know, we just. Yeah, not it. interested. No. <laughs> but, five, but ideally five, if we get five yeah, of those numbers, we're. Yeah, we're, we're, in, we're about the place. Okay. All righty. Well, not you because you're not in the syndicate, but Sharon is. Oh, Sharon, okay. <laughs> Unless what hers is mine and yeah, what's yours is hers. None of that'll be coming my way. Have you got any joint? Have you got a joint account? Do you yep. work off a joint account? Yep. Do you have single accounts? No joint. Just, just so everything you earn from from goes in, and everything she earns goes in. Everything everything I earn goes in. Everything I earn goes out with her. And everything she earns goes goes out. It just yeah, it's all to her. Yeah, completely. <laughs> did, did she get paid during the Olympics? She did actually. Oh, did they get paid. Yeah, yeah. Good earn. Good earn. Is that right? She works. I've always said. <laughs> Because that was her sixth. That was her sixth game she's been to. Yeah. And generally, that's she's has she been, ever won a medal? She's been a she's been a. Well, she won a World Cup in. No, no, has she won an Olympic medal? Oh, Tim, don't. Well, Sharon, I've told Tim the story, and he's just being mean. <laughs> but I say she's the original FIFO worker, but she has four weeks on and two hundred off. <laughs> I bet you she's glad she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's in Collie. He'd like to be in Goslotto. See, they've got it right. See, that's the best part about this audience. Smart people listen. Goz Lotto, G-O-Z Lotto, <laughs> Goz Lotto, they've got it. 21 away from 11, we'll get a breakaway. Mick Collins is in the studio. We're just having some fun on this Tuesday. Uh, still to come, Shane Nelson from the West Perth Football Club. They're on a bit of a roll. And also Tyson Beatty. And we'll hear from Eddie Betts, who announced his retirement to his players last night at the Carlton Football Club. It's smack on 20 or 11. This is Sporting Goss. Are you worried about Justin Langer? Will he be coach of Australia when the Ashes roll around? Well, I'm only... Even without Milchrist. I don't think so. I don't think so. You think he's gone? Yeah, I think because of the mood of change and how many stories are coming out from Cricket Australia and his inability to be able to change, given that he was given all this um, criteria around the change that he needed to make, I, I, I just don't think... And we haven't been winning, so I don't you see how he's he su- gone. I don't see how he survives. Wow, that's a big call. 
Well, I wouldn't know, Gary. I'm just I'm just reading the tea leaves yeah. here, and his mate, you know, his good mate, uh, Gilly, had that to say over in SENWA yesterday. I thought that was really make interesting. Make a call on it, guys. Make a call. I thought that was really interesting what he had to say, Gilly. Have we got that? Can we play that again? Let's have a listen to Adam Gilchrist on SENWA. The main concern is the fact that there's leaks getting out because mm. the journalists I did speak to on Friday were saying they've just got direct lines into the team and Justin's aware of that. Justin is very aware of these uh, perceived issues with his management style and he's going to keep trying to work with that and I'm sure the players will try to, to help work alongside that as well. But the bigger issue, and it will derail the summer if it doesn't get sorted out, is the fact that these journalists have direct line of contact with someone and people within the inner sanctum there and the people in that in a sanctum are happy to let it get out. Right, so not the second part, not so much, because that's an observation on leaking yeah. and all that stuff, which we've all had to deal with over time, but more so that he, as a good mate and would know, I'm not suggesting for a second that Gilly's selling him under the bus, but I, I thought Gilly might have gone, hey, he's the coach of this side. These are his strengths and these are his weaknesses. It's up to others to fall into line. Yet he was sort of saying, well, if this is, if people want him out, mm. then make it known. So maybe he knows something that we don't. I don't know. I'm just reading into that. Um, there was a little bit of, yeah, I think this is going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 read I read that into that, into that too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which was a bit of a surprise. Gary and Tim, this morning on SEN Breakfast. Mick Collis is in the studio with Sporting Goss here at 14 away from 11. What do you make of all of that and what the rumblings that you read? And, of course, we, we're not across it, but uh, what do you make of it? Well, that's been a, it's been a bugmare of mine for a long time that I think players have got too much power. Mm. And I think if an organisation uh, appoints a coach, everything's got to fall down from the coach. And if players don't fit in what that coach wants to do, move the players on, mm. keep the coach. Because the coach sets the standard. And Australian sport is littered with examples where we get, you know, the was it, was it, Buchanan was coaching first. Mm-hmm. Played unrest, got rid of him, and then was it Lehman took over from him? Yep. And he was the great white hope. They had a bit of an issue, so Langer was brought in, and Langer was the great white hope. He was going to be the saviour of Australian cricket. Well, he fixed it, didn't he? He and Tim Payne have, have, have had to fix it. Absolutely. And now there's rumblings by a few players. They want to get rid of Langer. It was the same with the rugby. He had Robbie Deans. There was unrest. They got rid of him. Mackenzie came in. He was the great white hope. They got rid of him. Checker came in. He was the great white hope. They got rid of him. Just because there's certain there's player elements that have got just too much influence. Player managers, I reckon. It's probably player managers. I reckon, I reckon and, I do, and I don't know, and Gilly's been very uh, public with his views, but he doesn't talk privately about anything in regards to this because he said he knows a bit more than probably what he's willing to share. Mm. And not. I don't think it's just come from Justin. He's got more contacts inside the, the Cricket Australia camp. But it's just an interesting one. And Tim Watson got it wrong. There's not, there's not a lot of rumblings out of Cricket Australia. I think that's where Gilly's coming from. Gilly's sort of saying... Cricket Australia need to come out and show some support, support for their coach. Correct. And say, he's the coach. You can rumble all you like, player managers, you can complain, unhappy players, you can complain. The bottom line is, he is the coach. He will be coaching to the Ashes. Tim Payne is the captain. He's going to captain to the Ashes. And you can all just either fall into line with what's happening. Or move on. Or move on. And exactly. go and do something else. Oh, hang on, there's nothing else to do. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, for me, is all that needs to be said. Because otherwise, this thing's going to bubble on. I mean, you know, and look, fair enough. We got beat by Bangladesh, yep. which is an, an embarrassment in yeah, itself. Yeah, but it's so, Mickey but, Mouse, mate. It's the it's 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 it. 
that's eight of the ten best short form cricketers in Australia weren't in that team. So why are we even doing this? Why because do we have this? Because course? because I think it's great development for the next group. And they've got to they've got to face it. They've got to face the spin of Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and India and stuff. They've got to be exposed to it. Because shouldn't that then be a development coach in charge of that team? Uh, correct. Now th- that's a different argument. The argument is should Langer be in charge of that tour or go on the tour as the coach and just oversee mm. and let a specialist short-form coach who has no aspirations to be the national coach. That's the problem. If all of a sudden you give an assistant coach a bit of a free kick and there's a bit of a trust issue already in the camp or lack of trust, yeah. then you're worried about, hang on, how much how much rope do I give this bloke to go and, yeah. you know, do I let him off the lead? And that's a, that's a lack of confidence thing with, um, with, with, with Justin. Who's, he, who's he, in charge of Cricket Australia at the moment? Who's Earl the Eddings. He's a bloke that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, but and he's very reticent to speak about it. He's the, I think he's the chairman, and then Nick Hockley is the CEO. Because he needs to come out. Hundred percent, they do support Langer, and 100%. just and that would put it to bed. Shut them up. Yeah, shut them up. And look, there is no doubt there's an element inside that group, and it's been not just under Justin Langer's reign. There's there there's obviously a group. I mean, you've only got to do the sums for me yep. and have a look where most of those players come from. Yeah, and they, they and I and and. Australia hasn't been the most successful cricket nation in the last five years or last ten years that they claim they think. And and they had to resurrect. And as Justin Langer said, they had to, the first and foremost over winning or losing, they had to get the respect back. Because I don't think – I couldn't care less about David Warner. I've got no interest in David Warner. No. As a, you know, I, don't, I don't like the cut of his cloth. Yeah. And I think David Warner bats for David Warner. Yeah. And, I, and I think um, – you know, good luck to him. Good luck to him. He's done very well out of it. He's happy. And he's got family. And he can move on and play IPL and do whatever he likes. And he loves his family more than anyone else in the world. Steve Smith, I just don't get him. Yep. Like, I, I just I think he's he's different. Yep. He's eccentric. And he's just good word, but fantastic player at his best. Yeah. Stark and Cummins. I think Nathan Lyons used by date's gone. I think it's time to go. Mm-hmm. I think I don't. Th- I think we need to find some fresh blade in that regard. Um, I hope Labuschagne doesn't go down that eccentric line. I think he already is going down that Steve Smith line yep. uh, already. I just want new blood. I, I thought I like Finch, and I really and I, for the short form game, um, I, I like the cut of his cloth a little bit. But I also I, I like Payne. I think Payne came I in at the he, right time. Absolutely, he was great. I heard him speak at a uh, cricket function that late. I spoke at, and he was just fantastic. And I watched that uh, the the test, the show, the test. Yep. I thought that was great, and yep. I was I was. Like lucky, I was off the Australian cricket team. Yep. But after that, I was I was back on them. Yeah, and I was right behind them. Now we might be biased because we are West Australian. We only see good things about Justin Langer. But you know, he's obviously got some traits that in that role you can't have, and he needs to get that out of his game because that's what that's what irking. He's a bit up and down. That's and that's not for me knowing, but that seems to be the messaging coming yep. back that his emotions. He's a bit emotional, up and down. But let me tell you, from the time he started to now. Uh, there's more love for the Australian cricket team, but all of a oh, sudden, all, but all these rumblings now. One story that's never been told, and I don't, and I and I may stand corrected on any of this. Who actually told Cameron Bancroft to put sandpaper in his shorts and then use it on the ball? Who? Someone has had to tell him because Cameron Bancroft's not waking up out of bed going, "I've got a great idea, boys." <laughs> Someone has had to have told it, and I don't know where it's been written or told 
anywhere. Is there someone no longer in the system that should be taking responsibility or is there someone still in the system? I don't know. Because what were the accusations against Warner and Smith in that regard? That that Warner was aware of it. Yeah. Smith became aware of it and didn't act on it. That's the way I've read it. So they were aware but didn't instruct. Correct. And I don't think anyone's accusing them of saying, do it. Do it. But somehow there was a conversation. Because someone's had to come up with the idea. 100% they have had to. But we don't know who that is. That's right. And I think Cam Bancroft got thrown under the bus again over in England playing county cricket, saying, virtually inferring, there's a few blokes in that team who knew exactly what was going on, who are from a cartel inside that group, who had to have known what was going on, and I'm not the only one yeah. with a, a, a show of support from Smith and Warner. There had to have been someone else. Yeah. Well, who is that who someone is that else? Yeah. And and if journos who are quick to write articles from th- hundreds of th- tens of thousands of kilometres away about Justin Langer's um, dressing room antics or, or um, change room antics right now uh, with the team mm. and losing to Bangladesh and whether he's a good leader or a bad leader and his rumblings in the team, are they the same blokes who know what actually happened yeah, in South Africa that. and won't write that? Mm. Big in fear of... Good point. That's just from the outside looking in. I mean, I'm, I've never, I've, I've tried to get ahead around Sandpaper Gate, and I know we always talk about it. And Bancroft got admonished again about it, and then he said he didn't want to say anything. He was in, and then there was an investigation by Cricket Australia about his comments. Who put him up to it? Mm. I don't understand that he would say, "Gee, I'm saying mid off to you. We could uh, do with some reverse swing here, so I might just <laughs> take some sandpaper out there." And yeah. regardless of whether, and I know they came back, and, and Smith came back, and Warner came back, and Lehman stood down because he was the coach, and as he has said publicly, he did not know that was going on. But who did? Who did? Yeah. So yeah. I want to know who that. That's the biggest story for me. And Langer and Payne came in at that time yeah. and got a job of doing. Forget about winning and losing. Just fix this. The, the nature of this cricket team. Yeah. And I think IPI has also got a lot to answer for it too. I think there's a lot of blokes who play money first and play oh, for their country second. Absolutely. It's six away from 11. How'd that go? Uh, Tractor wants, he said, uh, this is Sunkist in Melville, who says, if Tractor from Spearwood is in Goslotto, I'm in too. 0487 736 736. How does it work? Goslotto. You text us, you tell us where you're listening, and you go in the syndicate. There's 12 spots left for the $10 million Goslotto draw. Still to come in this hour, Star Spangled Banter, all things American sport with Tyson Beatty, a regular on Sporting Goss. Matt is listening on the app. Hi, Matt. He's in Geraldton, the Crayfish Coast. Got a function tonight for the Rams, AFL Rams, the old boys from Northampton who are putting together a fundraiser for the Cyclone Saroja out to raise $200,000. A lot of the Eagles and a few Dockers who have represented uh, AFL teams are going to be uh, giving up their time and a lot of the corporates have paid good money to be there. So looking forward to that function here at Optus Stadium tonight. Matt from Geraldton would like to be in Goslotto. Pete from Aurelia, he'd also like to be in Goslotto. Hey, Goss, any chance to be in Goslotto? Cheers, Nifty from Busselton. And then you PS'd me and he said, oh, Ooby Dooby. Of course, Nifty. Of course. Mate, I'd allow you to go in even if it was just one extra spot. Um, Dave from Caversham says, listening at work in Malaga. Can I get into Goslotto? You can, Dave, and thank you. Not too sure. No name on this, but loved it. I feel exactly the same regarding the Australian cricket team. Justin Langer, passion straight from the heart. Goss, yes, thank you. Hoagie Bear from Kudale is in. And Westy down in Denmark. He's in. Absolutely, you are in. Goz Lotto, 0487-736-736. I've already bought the ticket. So if you are in and you've declared that you're in, 
then our numbers are as follows. 1, 8, 11, 18, 28, 36, 41, 42, 43. So running numbers, good, 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 good. And let me say this, anything more than 500 and we divide amongst the masses, anything less goes to the Cyclone Saroja appeal here tonight. So that's how this is going to roll. 0487 736 We've got a few spots left. So text away where you're listening and who you are. Let's talk local footy right here on Sporting Goss. Sporting Goss, and it is very tight at the top of the WAFL ladder and a part of that chase for a top couple of spots as the finals are just a three weeks away is West Perth, and one of their stars is Shane Nelson, who's been kind enough once again to join us on Sporting Goss. In a bit of form, Nello, well played. Oh, thanks, Goss. Yeah, it's been nice to uh, to get it, to get my hands on the footy a bit, and um, yeah, so we're also performing pretty well as a team as well. So um, yeah, only a few games left now, and yeah, looking forward to to trying to push for a uh, top three finish. Forty-one disposals uh, the other day. You and Blackie, thirty-nine. The old the old group combined. But then you throw in a bloke who I don't know much about. Tristan Hobley chimes in with thirty touches as well, and uh, it was just a really nice blend. They're a solid performance against a pretty good team. When I say that, a team that had been in pretty good form, the West Coast Eagles waffle. Yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been good to have. Uh, Tristan come aboard and um, you know play some pretty good footy. Um, you know me and Blackie have been trying to get into the into the young fellas' ears and, and letting them know that you know if they want to give it to us, we'll, we'll be happy to give it back to them. Um, so that that's been you know that's been great for them. They've uh, they've really taken their, their stats to a new level after you know trying to get us involved as well, which is nice. Um, but yeah, in terms of the the team we come up against, you know West Coast, um, obviously a lot of A grade mids um, that they had there come back into the side and, and they've been pushing some sides lately and also. You know, beating some of the top the top mm. sides as well. Um, you know, they, they had a fair few Eagles listed players on the weekend, and um, you know, it was really pleasing that we came out and, and we were able to get the job done against. Yeah, like you said, a, a very quality side. All right, so then you got to focus now on Sunday's game up there at home at the Provident Financial Oval against South Fremantle. One of the, obviously, one of the very much the teams to beat. Of course, uh, the reigning premier, and they got you way back round one. That must feel like an eternity ago that you t- took on the Bulldogs down at their home Dunghill Fremantle Community Bank Oval. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Um, yeah, a few things have changed since then. Um, but yeah, they've they've obviously had the wood on us for the last few years. I. Yeah, can't really remember the last time we beat them. Might have been a prelim final, um, of, you know, a while back. So, uh, you know, we'll be looking to to try and redeem ourselves and, and get a win over them and, and get a bit of confidence to, to know that we can that we can that we can beat uh, you know a, a big side in that. Um, and the reigning premiers is, is a good way to start and, and you know make a claim to, to push for the top three. Very much so. A couple of weeks ago, Hayden Sloyth picked up 42 touches. He had a quiet one the other day against uh, East Fremantle in their last contest. But as we know, he doesn't normally string together a couple of quiet ones. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he's a terrific player. He's you know one of the top players in the competition. And um, you know if he he's probably killed us the last few times that we played him. Um, he gets forward on us and, and kicks. You know, managed to kick, hit the scoreboard and. Um, he's probably been the difference in a few games that we played against him. Um, so yeah, look, we'll have to we'll have to manage his impact and um, you know look to stop him. But you know also we'll have to um, you know to contain a few of their other mids who are quite damaging. Um, yeah, they've got a dangerous forward line as well. So 
you know, we'll look to continue to play the footy that we played and, you know, hopefully get the job done. Rudy Riddick is an interesting player. He's uh, taken uh, plenty of marks around the contest. He's hard at it. He's a, a pretty sh- hard to shift off the ball. He kicked a couple of goals in the last couple of games against Subi and West Coast Waffle. Um, he's been through the mill, we, we know, and, and we're not condoning anything. And he's, he's, been, he's, he's, he's done his time and he's now back trying to get his he- head back around footy. Uh, is he a different bloke on his return? Oh, he's yeah. He's obviously yeah. Like you said, he's he's had a, a bit of a bit of a tough run, but um, you know, and what he did was was unacceptable, and and he knows that. Um, you know, he's he's like you said, he's done his punishment for that. Um, he's come back. He's got a clear mind now, and um, you know, he's he's just playing his role, and you can just see the difference in the way that he's playing his footy at the moment. He's such an exciting player. He doesn't need to touch the ball that many times, and he's had an impact on the game. Um, you know, the crowd loves him as well. He's a bit of a Bit of a cult figure down at the down at the uh, down at the old Falcons. So, um, you know, to have him involved and, and playing the way he is is certainly making us a better side. And, and we certainly missed that last year. Prior to his return, did the did the playing group have to discuss whether he could come back, or was it just a club decision and you just wore it? No, it was just a just a club decision. Um, you know, it was obviously you know everyone makes mistakes. Um, you know, like, like I said, he's put his hand up and 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 claimed that mistake and. Um, you know, we, we wanted to accept him back into the club and, um, you know, we've welcomed him back with open, open arms and, um, you know, he's like I said, he's, he's really returned the favour and he's playing some unbelievable footy at the moment and, you know, hopefully he's still got, you know, a lot of, a lot of big impact to come for the, for the remainder of the year. It's been one heck of a year also for the police officer, Tyler Keitel. Ever since he uh, took on his career as a police officer, he has certainly, I mean, he's been in great form all year, but the best and fairest from 2019, I mean, he's had a bag of eight against East Perth. In the last couple of weeks, he's had, I think, seven against Peel, a couple against Subian, against seven against West Coast. He is he is in rare form. Yeah, look, no, no one wants to play, him, play on him at the moment. Um, <laughs> you know, he's such a yeah, commanding figure um, in the forward line. Um, he demands a lot of attention and, you know, demands a lot of the footy coming to him. And, um, you, know, he's, you know, he's an incredible player one-on-one. There's not too many players in the competition that can go with him one-on-one. Um, so, yeah, look, you know, we, it's been great for us mids. All we've got to do is, is get it long and deep into, inside forward 50. And, um, you know, he's just marking everything at the moment and, and kicking pretty well as well. Um, yeah, even on the weekend against, you know, AFL-listed players, he's just showed how good he is. And, um, yeah, you know, he's, he's almost got the burning hour uh, wrapped up mm. again, which... He's pretty happy about, um, but uh, yeah, look, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully, continue that form into the into the finals and, and play some some big games for us. Three games to go. I know it's one game at a time, and you have got uh, a really tough one against South Fremantle. Then you get East Fremantle, who knocked off Subi and uh, at their best are going to be hard to beat in a couple of weeks' time. And you get Perth in the run home. Have you have you uh, blocked these games together and to to try and see where you can finish or? Dare I say it, and dare you say it, with a well-worn cliche? We'll just get this week out, this week out the way first, <laughs> one week at a time, guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know how this works, Josh. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's just obviously we got South Fremantle this week. Who, like I said before, we've uh, you know struggled to beat over the years. So, you know, we, we try and you know do our best to, to tick this game off first, and you know we'll take it from there. Um, obviously, East Fremantle um, were probably unlucky not to beat us. Um, you know, a few rounds back, they've their improvement. Um, you know, they've obviously got a few injuries as well, which, um, you know, hasn't helped them. Um, but, you know, they're, they're going to be a tough team to beat as well, um, especially on their home deck. Um, and Perth knocked us off earlier on, on in the year. So, you know, I think we, 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 do, we do owe them one as well. Um, so, yeah, like, there's competitions, you know, that sort of competition at the moment that anyone can beat anyone on their given day. Um, and if you don't rock up and play four quarters of footy, then you're going to get knocked off by anyone. So, 
you know, we uh, you know we can't afford to have any lapses you know, for the remaining three games. I had the tree lopper around at my house or my parents' house uh, on the weekend. Dylan Yem was up there cutting trees down. Good to have him back around the footy club as well, coming off a, a bad break of, of the leg and uh, slowly but surely getting into some reserves action. He's uh, obviously very keen to, to return to the league squad, more, more likely to be next year. But uh, he's, uh, he's going well, which is good to see. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a ripper bloke, uh, Yemi. He's, uh, he's a little energiser bunny. He, he doesn't stop running. Uh, you know, I think he had he had so many so much time off, and we did a running test yeah, a few weeks back, and he actually he almost ran, he almost beat everyone else in it. Um, he'd been off the off the training so much. He just doesn't. He's just such a hard worker, and um, you know, he loves obviously loves his trees as well. He does um, love his trees. He, works, <laughs> he loves his trees. So um, you know, have him back up and running is going to be you know you know very good for us going forward. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. It seeing him back in action. He told me something very interesting about his tree lopping business. Uh, we're talking to Dylan Yim here. We're, we're chatting with Shane Nelson. He said that he um, he's the box man. So he, he's the one who likes to shape the trees. He's a bit of the she, uh, the tree shaper. And when, when he gets a contractor, he comes in, he says, I'll take care of that. Yemi just goes, no, mate, no, mate. This is my this is my bread and butter. This is uh, this is his this is his happy place when he's boxing trees and squaring them up and tidying them up. Some people are easily pleased. Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah, yeah. Dylan's uh, Dylan's not that hard to please, really. He, uh, <laughs> you know, he's such a, <laughs> he uh, he gets he gets pleased by the smallest amount of things. But uh, yeah, look, obviously he's, he's going well in his business, and it's good to see that yeah. he's you know taking that on, especially in these sort of times. Um, you know, it's good to see him that uh, you know he's he's got a love for the trees and. Uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully his business continues to grow over the next few years. Oh, nice, 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 nice segue there. <laughs> Hopes to grow. Uh, let's let's hope let's hope yeah. it, let's hope it flourishes and he doesn't leave yeah. anything to chance. Four of your last five: Saframan <laughs> won four of their last five, Subi won four of their last five, Claremont three of their last five, and Swan Districts three of their last five. It is all about the top five. That's the way the top five will finish of some description. But you've got a real chance to get yourself back up in the top two if you can knock off the Bulldogs. Appreciate your time Nelly keep up the good form mate and uh, hope it's a big one Sunday up there at home no it's Josh thanks for having me mate yeah, Shane Nelson from the West Perth Football Club you're listening to Sporting Goss we've already passed our maxima 23 degrees 23.1 right now so we might get up around 25 if not 26 degrees 0487 736 736 am I in for lotto Benno from Busso uh, well, you you could be. Uh, g'day, Goss. Am I in for Lotto? Yeah, it could be, Benno. Um, hi, Goss. Hope I'm not too late to join Lotto this week. Was driving when you made the announcement. Kelly from Busso. Paul from Margaret River listening down there. Good on you, Paul. You are in. Jim Sausage, a.k.a. Jordan. He's in from Wembley. Poor man's western suburb. Uh, and uh, a lot of other people are in as well. You better hurry. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six because we only had thirty spots. I think we must be almost full. Twenty nine spots actually. Twenty nine spots. Eddie Betts has done a press conference today, but I think the passion really flowed through last night when he spoke to the playing group about his decision to retire. It's been in the media for the last twenty four hours that I'm going to hang the boots up at the end of this week. Uh, to be honest, I was a bit. I was really sad when I found out three weeks ago that. I wasn't going to get offered another contract, but uh, the hard part was going home and telling my son, Louis, um, who just breathes footy. He loves footy. He loves this football club. And, and he started crying to me. And I said, don't worry, mate. The next chapter is going to be good. And he said, what's more fun than footy? You can't, you can't beat footy. So 
On the flip of that though, I'm really excited. I, accept, I accepted it and um, I'm really excited for the next journey, the next phase of my career. Um, it's, it's, it's really exciting to be honest and uh, I believe that I have a big part to play now, uh, the next chapter in my life here in Australia and throughout the AFL industry as well and that's stamping out racism. Uh, and I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to, to try and make change here in Australia and throughout uh, the AFL. Um, and you heard me pour my heart out on Fox footy and I can't do that all by myself. I need every single one of you guys in here and girls uh, help. It's you guys that are going to make change and for us to move forward when it comes to racism. Um, and I mean that. Don't underestimate the power in your guys' voices. Um, you know, instead of hearing me talk about it, you guys have the more power in your voices to talk about racism. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I want to thank the Carlton Football Club for giving me the opportunity 17 years ago. It's been a long time, eh? 17 years ago. Um, from a little... Uh, little chubby kid that rocks through the doors 17 years ago. My skin folds with 90. Um, <laughs> and that's one thing I'm not going to miss. Brucey is a skin fold, so I'm going to be excited about that. But, you know, for Carlton Football Club to give me the opportunity, you know, I missed out on the draft. Um, and I came in and I trained. Pete Monkerns was our fitness trainer back then, and it, he called me up from Western Australia and said, come back and train with us. And at that time, um, Trent Noble was training with the Carlton Football Club, and it was out of me and Trent who were going to get picked up and we started training and Carlton needed a ruckman at that stage and I don't know if any of you know, Tiggy might know Bulldog, he was our old property steward, Wayne, big big Bulldog and he, uh, he was very down to earth, very straight and he told you how, how you felt and how he felt and um, I ended up getting picked up at number three, Trent Noble, Richmond took Trent Noble at number one in the pre-season draft and I walked through the doors and I remember looking at Bulldog and he goes, if that's our ruckman we're in trouble. <laughs> He's the smallest guy on the field, but um, I know in, in talks like this too, you can't have families here, obviously, for COVID, but, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, my family would be here. I just want to thank Anna. She is the rock to me. She tells me when I need to speak up and use my voice. Um, she basically changed who I am today. Uh, to my kids, Louie, Billy, Alice, Maggie and Eddie Betts, uh, too many kids. Um, <laughs> They are the ones who made me believe in footy again. It was a rough time there and I didn't like footy and they basically brought that joy back into me, especially my son, Lewis, my first child. He, like I said, he live and breathes footy and he's hurting more than what I am. I'm excited about the next chapter. He still wants to play footy because this is his environment. He grew up in AFL life. So they are the ones that kept me going and I love them dearly. Um, and if there's one thing that I could leave this group with, it'll be... Something about, uh, it would be about my, about the way I was brought up. Uh, and that's, I was brought up um, back home with my mum and dad through a strong Aboriginal culture and through my family. We looked after each other. We cared for one another. We treated each other with respect. And everyone had a role to play. Everyone had a part to play in, in our life. So we had a hard life growing up. But when everyone came together, had a part in our life, um, you know, the good outcomes come from it. And that's how we survived and that's how we lived. And if anything I can say to you guys is, this is your home. The number on the back, no one cares about the number on the back. The logo on the front is your guys' home. And um, respect each other, look after each other, care for one another, treat everyone equally. Um, make your teammate the best person he could possibly be. Make him the best player that he could possibly be because everyone in this room has got a role to play. And, uh, and if everyone plays their role and their part, Sooner or later, this club's going to get success. So, and that's where we need to be, back playing finals footy. So I want to thank you guys. 
I got one more ride left in me, and let's go out with a bang, eh? Yeah, well spoken, Eddie Betts, announcing that uh, the weekend will be his last game. So a lot changed. I heard Sam Edmund this morning with Gary and Tim on SEN Melbourne talking about uh, being offered a contract a couple of weeks ago and then having it withdrawn, and that's uh, he struggled to get his head around it. But what a superstar of the game. And there's going to be plenty of farewells on the weekend. Sean Burgoyne, David Asprey finishes with a couple of premierships under his belt as well. He's announced he's not going around. Levi Casbold hasn't been offered a new contract. Willie Rioli is coming back to play for the Eagles against Brisbane on the weekend as well. Alistair Clarkson's last game as coach of Hawthorne. Where to now? And David Teague, no doubt, won't be coaching beyond this week with Carlton and who will be coaching Collingwood it won't be Robert Harvey one would imagine plenty of other sport going on too and in particular that test match England versus India it was an intriguing final day England absolutely collapsed and this is the SEN call of England bowling England out to take a lead in the series famous victory at Lord's Edge gone Root is gone caught by Coley first over after T. The fifth wicket goes down, the biggest wicket of all. Extraordinary. India now strongly on top. Root furious with himself. Bumrah, ball in the channel, takes the edge. Kohli takes a comfortable catch. He's charged around. He's mobbed by his teammates. And England now, they are staring down the barrel. Over the wicket to Moen Ali. Oh. There's the edge and it's taken. That's just fantastic cricket from Mohamed Siraj. It was set up expertly in the previous over, bringing Moeen forward, the scrambled seam, making him play time and again, and sure enough, the edge came, and this time, Coley, after putting Butler down earlier in the session, was a safe pair of hands moving to his right. England lose their sixth wicket, and it's a big one, Moeen Ali, with a score on 90. Curran was out, first ball in the first inning. Siraj to him here, but when he's nearly out, he is out. Oh, it's a king pair! Mohamed Siraj is on a hat-trick. Goodness gracious me, Sam Curran is out in almost identical fashion to Moen Ali. Prodding at a delivery that pitched and seemed away. Taken by Rishabh Punt. Two golden ducks in a test match for Curran. England, 90 for 7. Oh, and this one is played in the air just past that leg slip fielder there for four runs by Joss Butler. It crashes into the fence there at fine leg and it can't have been too far away. It's exactly what the man is there for, Jadeja. That's, yeah, I think that has pit, that's pitched online. That has pitched definitely online. That's out. That's wow. going to be out. A slower ball that has pitched just in line and that's going to go on and hit. That is brilliant. And there you go, confirmation on the big screen that Ollie Robinson has to go. Huge cheers from the Indian supporters in the crowd. They've got their eighth wicket. He plays and misses. No, does he? He's got a thin feather. There's a massive appeal for LBW, and he's going to have uh, for caught behind rather, and he's going to have to go here. Siraj has got that vital breakthrough to for India. One more re wicket required for victory. Wow, what a moment! What a moment in the game. Siraj comes around the wicket to Anderson. He's bowled in. That's it. India win the Test match. Mohamed Siraj cleans up Jimmy Anderson. England 120 all out. It's only India's third ever victory at the home of cricket. And Virat Kohli adds his name to the great Indian captains who have done it in the past. Kapil Dev in 1986. MS Dhoni 28 years later. 
in 2014. And now Virat Kohli, they win by 151 runs. And wow, what a finish we've seen here today. What a test match. That's how it was called on SEN. I don't forget you always get the cricket action from that test series on SENWA. Shane Warne spoke to Baz and Izzy on SENZ about the day. This is what Warney had to say about England's demise and India's domination. I thought it was a fantastic test match and a great advert for test cricket. Um, to watch what the England team went away this morning, turning up to the game thinking, oh, well, a couple of early knockover pant will win this, chase down 180 or something. And now they're standing there scratching their head, said, what went wrong? And what went wrong was horrific <laughs> tactics with um, <laughs> you know, five, six, seven fielders on the fence Bowler standing at the top of the mark, looking around, saying, how am I going to get some of these guys out? Got a bit too emotional, too much short stuff, and in the end, the best team won, and that was India. Joe Root, to me, he's, Warnie, he's such a gun gun player, but he just has this tendency to step back, doesn't he, when, when the pressure sort of comes on, and, and he really should step forward. Is that fair? Yeah, look, I think you know, he's, he's probably in the best form of his life. He's had probably, you know, three or four years ago, he was in the conversation as one of the top few batters in the world. And in the last three years, you know, Kane Williamson, Virat Kohli, Steve Smith, they're the big three. And then just that next run down, you've got the, which is no disrespect, but the Ross Taylors and Joe Roots and all those guys in the next run down. And I think that sort of hurt Joe that he wasn't mentioned in the top three players. And um, I think the way he started this, he's definitely back in that conversation. But... Uh, Probably need to do it a bit longer. Captaincy, tactically-wise, I think that's where most people sort of, if they want to uh, have a go at Joe or analyse Joe, it's more about his captaincy and his tactics. That's been... You know, you think back to New Zealand, the first test match at Lords, like, I thought Kane Williams and the New Zealand team were brilliant and just said to you guys, OK, chose 270 and 75, let's see what you got. And they didn't even have a go at it. So, for me, just the way England... Ha- England have to decide what they stand for. How do they want to play the game? And under Joe's leadership, it's all a bit too conservative for my liking. I think that's just in their batting order and the way they pick their team. I think they've got to start being a bit more aggressive. If you look at the top openers in world cricket over the last 10 years or so, probably the most successful would be David Warner and Verinda Seabag over the last 10 years, I'd say, unless you want to throw someone else out there. And they were aggressive opening, weren't they? So I think they've got to look at their style of play and the way they want to play the game. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Yep, well, it's all been about the Goz Lotto draw, $10 million. Purchase the ticket, and you have come in your droves from all around our great state. 1, 8, 11, 18, 28, 36, 41, 42, 43. Nick from Bunbury Vet says, please put me in the Goz Lotto. I'm sick of working. Well, I hope you own the vet down in Bunbury, Nick, because if you don't they find out that you're sick of working, you might not have a job. Richard down there in Eaton. Hello, Rich. You're in the syndicate as well. And this, uh, not in the syndicate, but Ben has said, hey, Goss, Ben in York, put me... Oh, no, sorry, he does want to go in it. Ben from York. Okay, Ben, you can go in. You're the last one. Missed the show yesterday. Caught up on the podcast today, of course, Gillian Goss. How good was the Derby? What a great game to be at. The future is bright at Frio. On another note, going to miss Eddie, legend of the game, a true ambassador. That he is, Ben of York. So the syndicate is closed. Are you coming in to bring the list in? 
Alrighty, but while you do that, uh, Special K, uh, let's hear from Naomi Osaka. Now, she was uh, competing, of course, um, in a tournament, and she's going to donate all her earnings to the Haitian um, people, of course, who have been struck down by a whole range of issues over there in uh, in their country. Um, and she was asked a question about mental health and her, her mental health break, uh, where she stepped away from the big smoke of tennis. Have a listen to her reaction. This is Naomi Osaka, who is a Grand Slam champion. Something I needed to do for myself. Um, and more than anything, like I felt like I holed up in my house for a couple weeks and I was a little bit embarrassed to go out because I didn't know if people were looking at me in a different way um, than they usually did before. But I think the biggest eye-opener was going to the Olympics and having other athletes come up to me and say that they were really glad that I did what I did. So um, after all that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of what I did and I think that it was something that needed to be done. Yeah. Hopefully it's okay if I ask a couple of tennis questions. Um, the first one is just uh, uh, how the training has been and how your preparation has been for the, for the summer hardcore swing. And the second one is just related to your tweet over the weekend, uh, related to what's going on in Haiti. Um, and, uh, and yeah, um, just what your reaction is to the news there. Thank you. Um, no, you're super good. Okay, I think we're just going to take a quick break. Just uh, we'll be back in one moment. Yeah, it's getting hard for Naomi Osaka there, so I don't think there was anything wrong with the line of questioning, but uh, maybe just the topic uh, had worn her down and, again, having to, to speak so openly. Uh, the Bunbury vet says it was a, the vet was a typo. It was a you – know, I'm not from the Bunbury vet. <laughs> <laughs> how, can you, how can you be a vet when you're not a Whoops. vet? What are you? <laughs> just a, it must have been an extra word. Mm. Don't text when you're driving. No. Especially listening to Spirit down there. Hey, uh, Special K, you're in the studio. This mm. is the syndicate that uh, everyone wants to be a piece of. This is the Goz Lotto syndicate. Sporting Goz's Goz Lotto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. John, Anthony, Deborah, do you want me to go through where they're from? Is Pref- that preferably going to take yes, too long? Because there's a lot of. No, it's not going to take too long. It's eight, mate. It's $10 million. All right. Just. You're have right. we got any backing music here, Alex? Have you got any music that can play underneath this? Because this is a pretty momentous occasion. It's big, isn't it? Because this time tomorrow. Here we go. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Off you go. John in W Anthony Meriden, Deborah from Bunbury, yeah. Steve from McMeekin, Ray from. No, he's not from McMeekin. His name's Steve McMeekin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, where's McMeekin? He didn't tell us where he was from. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah, he does. Keep going. Stevie, tell us where you're from no, again. Fine, I'll get it. Ray from Glen Iris. I felt like I would have written that down. Tractor from Spearwood. Mike from Palmyra. Dan from Joondalup. Beck was listening on the app and texted in. Leon from Greenwood. Dave from Cavisham. Paul from Esperance. Uh, Roy from Templestowe called in rather than text, which is interesting. But he's in the he's in the comp. Ray from Waruna. Mike from Woodlands. Sharon Collis texted in. From the Novotel in the city. Right. Uh, Mark from Collie. Sunkist in Melville. Great part of the world. Dave from Caversham. Westie in Denmark. Get around, Westie and the bench warmers. (laughs) Nifty from Busso. Uh, Hoagie Bear from Qdale. Hoagie. Get around, Hoagie. Hoags. Pete from Aurelia. Matt from Jero. Jim Sausage from Wembley. I reckon we're taking Jim out because we've got too many. Paul from Marg. That's Jordan for ben those who don't know. Ben from Busso. Kelly in Busso. Yeah. Richard from Eaton. Yeah. Nick and Ben from Bunbury and York, respectively. And our man, Steve at Meakin. 
He's listening on Spirit 621. He's from Eton. Oh, Steve from Eton. So Steve McMakin from Eton. Steve McMakin from Eton. Say that three times, really quickly. Steve McMakin from Eton. Steve McMakin from Eton. Steve McMakin from Eton. No. I was close. I was close. I butchered at the end. I was very close. You're all in the joint. Try to go a bit quicker. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to everyone. And stay with us uh, because tomorrow at this time we'll be announcing where we're all holidaying and how much money we've won. Just repeating our numbers. Where are we going? Uh, well, I, where I'm going and where you're going are two different things. You'll be coming to work and I'll be going to, uh, I might be going to the Bahamas. Oh, lovely. Well, hang on, where's the ticket? Here, it's very nice this time of hang year. On, wait a minute. Hang on. <laughs> He's lost the ticket. <laughs> hang on. No one's going anywhere. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, hang on. Nick Collis has nicked it on his way where's out. Where's the ticket? Wowee. This is a controversy. No, that's not it. So all these names I've just read out. <laughs> For absolutely nothing. No, the ticket's around here. I took a photo of it as well. Okay, well, at least we've got the photo. We've got a photo. Anyway, it'll, 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 <laughs> it'll show up somewhere. <laughs> anyway. It's gone, get... with the, it's gone with the Macca's footy. <laughs> <laughs> Who stole the Macca's footy? Someone stole the Macca's footy. Uh, I'll find the ticket. Anyway, okay. I know one and eight are in it. I hope so. Anyway, 21 away from 12, Sporting Goss. Just his bit, not your bit, just the song bit. <laughs> uh, Star Spangled Banter time, Tyson Beattie, Royal Olympic out. Welcome back. Yes, thank you, Goss. It was uh, good catching up with the Russian Greek. He yeah. actually knew a lot about American geography compared to you, so we chatted a bit about that last no week. No problems. All right. Well, mate, you want to make it a regular, you can go on the drive show <laughs> if you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> hey, we've been, I've been watching um, a lot of the G League, the Summer League, whatever they call it. Yeah, the, the NBA Summer League right yeah. now, Charlotte and, and the Chicago Bulls Justin going on at the Jessup's moment. Justin been playing in it. He's the guy that was at uh, the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Don't don't take too much from this. Um, right. Well, they're playing a lot of fringe players. and They look it, like they could fit into the NBL. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's nice for the for the hardcore fans, but in terms of results, what they mean, that sort nah. of things. You got Sacramento Kings in the in the in the final, so you know I don't think it's it's, it's Charlotte big... Cop and a flog, and they haven't won a game yet. They're going to be zero and five after this. They're getting uh, knocked off by Chicago, the Bulls. Let's turn our attention. Did you watch the Luke Long Australian story? Watch both parts. Absolutely, I watched both parts. Mm. I thought it was it was fascinating. Me too. And I think, and I'll pose this question to you today. So, how do you reckon history remembers Luke following this documentary? And I, I ask that question because. When I was in America, I went on about Luke Longley all the time over there, and I didn't think Americans understood how important he was in the in the Chicago Bulls three-peat. Now, remember, I was I was in a place where basketball was crazy, Indiana, yeah. the Midwest, Chicago, all that sort of stuff, a lot of Bulls fans, and uh, a lot of people sort of brushed me off on that. You know, they thought he was a, he was a lanky Aussie that mm, uh, didn't mm, do a whole lot. Mm. I, I was adamant he had a big, big role in it. This documentary – did clarify that. Yep. The problem is it was only shown to Australian audiences. So I just wish that the, the quotes that Michael Jordan had in that yep. Australian story was in the original documentary, The Final Dance. Well, it's funny you should say that. I'm sure I sent you the copy of the interview that the producer of the Australian story did with Michael Jordan. Have you seen the offcut? The offcut. The offcut. So there's an offcut interview with Michael yeah. Jordan that I'm pretty sure didn't appear in the Australian story. And you can hear her questioning saying, about Luke Longley, and he yes, I know absolutely what you're about now. barely yep. sold yep. about it yep. and basically said yep. he was out of line, he had a yep. lot to do with Luke, Luke was yep. good to him, he taught Luke, he, he, felt he taught Luke things about winning yep. and Luke taught him things about life. That's a lot for Michael Jordan to accept and that was, that was unedited by the ABC Australian Story producer. 
Yes. Who asked the question, a young lady. Yeah, that was interesting why they left that out of the yeah. original documentary. But either way, the, the point is is that Luke Longley is is one of our true oh, greats fantastic. in sporting history and uh, finally really acknowledged in yeah, that Australian sport. I agree. Really good. And it was a really, really, really good piece. I really enjoyed uh, watching that. All righty. Star Spangled Banter with Tyson Beatty. Uh, Josh Giddy, of course, young man who um, – well, he's uh, taken six in the draft. Yeah, so Josh Giddy. So we want we want people to know his name going forward in the future. We know Luke Long his name. Josh Giddy, sixth overall pick, played for the Adelaide 36ers last season in the NBL. So this guy's going to be a big star. Oklahoma City Thunder. He injured his ankle in the first of these summer league games last week. It's still not great, so they're just going to hold him out for a little bit longer. Um, nothing to worry about too much at the moment, but, the, but he certainly made a quick splash by dunking a ball within the first 30 seconds of that one. Yeah, he's a good player, no doubt about that. All right, what about a couple, couple of the NBA trades? Of course, there's players going left, right and centre at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So Eric Bledsoe to the Clippers for Patrick Beverly, uh, Rajon Rondo and Daniel Aturo. Uh, the big name there, obviously, is, is Bledsoe to the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers are also hoping that Kawhi Leonard will sign a four-year extension. So we've got we've got a team that really believes that they can take a run at the, the title Next season, they're obviously in the mix this year in the playoffs. Um, they're going to have a good crack at it next year. That's some pretty big uh, big move there. I want to play this to you. This was uh, Greg Popovich, and this has been revealed. Uh, he spoke to the players in the rooms after the game, after they won the gold medal, and this has found its way onto social media. It goes for one minute. Have a listen to Popper, in particular, the last couple of words. This, I just got to tell you, I feel so fortunate having the opportunity to be with all of you guys be with the staff. Uh, we've gone through a lot. And as I said at the beginning, before the game started, all the challenges you guys met and your courage and tenacity just worked right through it. In the beginning, you know, people were talking about why is he on the team? You should have taken him. What happened to him? Why is he there? All, all the pundits, all these people who think they know something. Uh, and then... You know, we, we start out getting our ass kicked uh, after a couple practices, and you know, there it comes again. And these guys, this and that and the other. Then comes COVID. You know, three guys walk off a plane the day before a game. And you guys went through all that stuff, and your families are sacrificing back there the same way. And that's why I'm so proud to be part of this. It's like best feeling I've ever had in basketball. And uh, I would just like to say to all those people out there, how the f*** you like us now? Yeah! <laughs> uh, he's been through a lot as a basketball coach, and that's a lot to say that that moment was one of the greatest of all time. Okay, so if you're the head coach of the American US Olympic team, that's kind of like being the head coach of the an AFL All-Australian team. Who do you pick? Who don't you pick? Mm. You have so much criticism on mm. who you take, who you don't take, and how you use them mm. because you've got all the weapons in the world. You know, yeah. this is the one dominant team in this sport. They should always, always win, so the criticism is huge. And also the fact is that do they listen to him? I mean, where's the listening line of, you know, they're so good as individuals and so good at Harlem Globetrotter-esque. What role does the coach play? But I think there's massive respect for Popper, and I think the way he spoke then is is a testament to him. Yeah, player management is a is a massive deal about the whole thing, isn't it? NFL first week of preseason games. This is in your wheelhouse. You love yeah, this. Yeah, no. So first week of preseason games. So people who are interested in the NFL, the the season starts in just a few weeks' time oh. now. It's really really heating up. Yeah, so quick. Here's here's the thing about just quickly on the interest of the NFL in the states, Goss. Yep. The pre the first preseason game rated higher than Game Six of the NBA Finals. Wow. Oh. Okay. 
It is. It is an absolute. So, he, so is football bigger than basketball? Massive, is massively right? bigger, okay. massively right. bigger. College football is bigger than, than basketball. That's how big the sport is. So, first uh, preseason game. I just want to highlight. So, the number one overall pick is a guy named Trevor Lawrence. This guy they reckon is going to be the next big thing. He was horrible in his first game. Got sacked a couple of times, threw an interception. So, the the uh, the expectations on a number one pick who's a quarterback. Is is huge, guys. Absolutely huge. All righty. Now, um, Michael Jordan. We've got this. Can we play this, Michael yeah, Jordan? Thing? Yeah. This is Michael Jordan. This is talking to the. This is talking to the um, the producer of Australian Story. Have a listen, Michael Jordan talking about Luke Longley and his involvement in the Australian Story feature on the Aussie Star. We'll get that for you shortly. Um, j- just in regards to um, NFL new taunting rules, can you explain where this comes from? Yeah, okay, so taunting uh, is a thing that they're really cracking down on in the NFL. So I suppose in, in American sport, it's quite common to sledge after you've made a play. Uh, you've got to be careful about yes. that in Australia because it comes back and bites you're right. We're very nervous about that. Americans don't care. They're just going to go off. Even if they're <laughs> down by you know, four touchdowns, they'll still have a go at you. Um, so they're cracking down on that and having harsh penalties to it. And it's the reaction of some of the fans and the players is that they're taking fun out of yeah, it, right. all that sort of stuff. So that's something to watch. Uh, here is Michael Jordan talking about Luke Longley. Uh, this is to the producer. Didn't go to where. This is the offcut of his involvement with Luke Longley and their relationship. He matters to me. Yeah, you know, it, he does matter to me, and his story needs to be told. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I can enlighten it from my perspective and, you know, and, and, and give him, give people his meaningfulness to me, you know, as a teammate, as a competitor. Uh, sure, I mean, there's some, some good and there's some bad, but that's all a part of life. You know, you're going to have friends that you have good and bad things about, you know, but we went through the trenches. We, we, we shared a lot, you know, we competed together and, and, you know, I would take him any day of the week if, you know, if I had to go through a competition again, if you ask me to do it all over again, there's no way I would leave Luke Longley off my team. No way possible because he mattered. You know, he, he had an impact on me. He helped me change as a person. So, I mean, um, to hear that they're, they're recognizing him and you would think, you would think, you know, most people think, what can they be saying about Luke in a documentary? You can be saying a lot about the guy. And I, I'm, I'm a, uh, I am a, you know, example of what he meant to me and how he made me better as a player, you know, as a person, you know. And that story needs to be told about a person that people think it's very, you know, very minor, but they're not. They're very major when it comes to a, Winning a championship, those people do matter. Good to hear Michael Jordan talking about Luke Long. I like hearing that. that was yeah, good. yeah, really good. Uh, Field of Dreams. We saw it during early, uh, early in the week. Oh, I was talking to Vlahos about this last week. I had no idea I was talking about, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> so Field of Dreams is yeah. the 1989 yep. classic, Kevin right? Costner. It was it was actually won an Academy Award. Yep. Kevin Costner, one big, of the good movies he was in. I reckon one of the great sporting yeah, films of all yeah, time, and one of the great quotes of all time. Do you remember what the quote is? No. What was the quote? Oh, come on. If they build it, oh, yeah, they, they will come. come. Yeah, I yeah. mean, politicians Sorry. use that. You know, it's All a right. big, big... Anyway, um, fantastic success. Do you think we could do something like that in Australia? Is there, is there something that we could... I mean, oh, last week on SCNWA, we did Swan Districts East Perth, a reunion of the 1961 Grand Final. They had all the old hats, you know, the umpires, the, the, the trench coats, loved the goal it. umpires. It was fantastic. Tyson, when we build an ad break, it will come. Let's take a break. Coming up to the top of the hour, 23.7 degrees, 32-year-old Kyle Hooker has announced he has informed his teammates uh, that he is retiring. 
He'd come back to WA, I think, because he's got the winery up there in the uh, Swan Valley. Yeah, good West Australian. Yeah, good fella. Hooker yep. wines. But, gee, I, I would have thought he still had something to offer. He's been there a long time. He might be entrenched over there. He might stay over there. Oh, I reckon he might come back here and run the family winery. There you go. And the okay. bed and breakfast or whatever they do. <laughs> whatever they do. Uh, what's on your uh, agenda? You've got uh, 40 seconds to tell me what life is like for you at the moment. 40 seconds. It's, it's flat out, but in a good way. In a good way, yeah. guys. Don't forget SCNWA this weekend. Yeah, what we'll do you broadcast got? broadcast East Perth versus East Fremantle. Wow. Yep, so that's... that's six spot up for grabs? Six. <laughs> It's the, it's the best of the rest um, position. There's only three games in the waffle there. The other one, the West Perth, uh, West Coast and Peel down at Mandra. Okay. So, so Willie's – where's – you wouldn't know. But you, if you did, you're not going to tell me. Uh, so we're hearing reports it's definitely playing for Brisbane. Against Brisbane, sorry, not for Brisbane. Against Brisbane on Saturday. Someone said, oh, he's playing Saturday. I said, well, that's funny. He's from West Coast to playing Saturday in both the waffle and the AFL. But I would imagine he That be. covers both bases. It does a little bit. Hey, thanks for coming in. No Always worries. enjoy our chat. On you guys. Field of Dreams. We'll talk more about that next week. Come up with a few ideas of how they could. But I saw the Swan Districts one. I really liked it. Their jumpers, the goal umpires, the field umpires. Yeah. They looked fantastic. Uh, and even you dressed. Oh, thank you. From the 1960s. <laughs> Standard. Thanks for your company. Go, Goslotto. Goslotto. Come on. $10 million Easy up for grabs. Money. Money. Catch you tomorrow.